welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. Hey everyone, welcome to church this weekend. We're so glad you're here with us. I know that the Spirit of God is going to continue to work and to move and bring restoration and reconciliation. He's breaking off walls and chains in our hearts and our minds and relationships. Just continue to allow the Spirit of God to speak to you and watch and see what He will do. Hey, before we jump into our message today, I've got a really important, exciting announcement that I want to share with you. Next weekend, we are going to have a drive-in service right here at Hope City Church headquarters in our parking lot. Now, here's what we're going to do. On Tuesday, this coming Tuesday at 3 o'clock, we'll have tickets ready for you to get. And you can get two kinds of tickets. You can get a ticket for your vehicle, which allows you to put as many people in your family in one car. And that only requires one ticket. Or you can get an in-person ticket. And that in-person ticket is per person. And that allows you to bring your own chair or your umbrella or whatever. You can stand there and you can stand in the parking lot and take in the service with us together. Now, if you have an in-person ticket, that means that you have to wear a mask the entire time and you are not allowed to sing out loud. But they didn't say that you couldn't dance and they didn't say that you couldn't open your heart. They didn't say that you couldn't raise your hands. So if you want an in-person ticket, you say, hey, I just want to see people. I want to sit in a chair in the parking lot with no car between us. Then you get your in-person ticket. If you say, hey, I want to sit in my car and roll down my windows and crank open the sunroof and stick my hands out and sing at the top of my lungs, then you get your in-person ticket. But we cannot wait. Next Sunday, 1030 in the morning, we're going to start off with one service because we can do 50 vehicles. And that's as many people you can cram in your car, as many family members as you can cram in your car as you want. And then 50 in-person tickets as well. So We're going to give that a go and see what happens, but we can't wait to see you there. Tickets will be available online Tuesday at 3 o'clock. You can choose whether you want vehicle tickets or in-person tickets. They'll both be available for you, and we will be waiting to see you next Sunday, 1030, in our very own parking lot. Can't wait. This has been great. This whole camera, online, digital world has been fantastic, but it's time to gather and meet in person again. So we are excited and can't wait to see you there. Hey, we're going to continue our series this weekend, Remember When, looking back to move ahead into the future, looking back and remembering when God has worked in our past and in others' past, and in particular in people in the Word of God in their life, so that we can increase our strength and increase our faith in Him and move into our future. So today's message is called, Remember When God Said Shout. Find somebody, send somebody a text, lean over and smack your brother or sister in their head and said, hey, God said shout. We're talking about remember when God said shout. And today we're going to look at the story of Joshua in the battle at Jericho. One of my favorite stories. It's miraculous. It shows God working in a way that is just phenomenal. And I can't wait to jump into this with you. So if you would, if you've got your Bible or a phone or an iPad or a computer or you had your Bible memorized, let us turn to Joshua chapter 5 and jump in here. Joshua chapter 5, we're going to start in verse 13. Just a little bit of background for you. Um, 
Joshua was the number two to Moses. Now Joshua is leading the children of Israel into the land that God promised them. This is the land flowing with milk and honey, and they are leading them. Joshua is leading them into this promised land. Uh, they've just crossed the Jordan River in a miraculous fashion. Um, they... God told them to cross the river, and what happened was when the feet of the priests that were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, which was the presence of God, when those priests' feet touched the river, the banks of the river, the Bible tells us that the river stopped flowing and began to back up way up in this other city. And the Bible says that the children of Israel again walked through the river. They walked through water on dry land. You know, the first time they did it was in the Dead Sea when Moses put his staff on the water and the, the water parted and they walked through. And now this time again, we see God moving them through the Jordan River. This time it's with the Ark of the Covenant going before them. And they've walked through on the pro, into, in, in through the river into the promised land. And now they're at a place where they're getting ready to take the promise that God gave them. God said, this is your land, a land flowing with milk and honey. I'm giving it to you. They've just crossed through the river and they're getting ready to go and take the land that God has given them. We're going to pick up here in verse 13 of chapter 5 of the book of Joshua. And it says this, When Joshua was near the town of Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a sword in hand. Joshua went up to him and demanded, he said, Are you friend or foe? Who are you, man? Neither one. He said, I am the commander of the Lord's army. And at this, Joshua fell with his face to the ground in reverence. And he said, I'm at your command. What do you want your servant to do? And the commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals. For the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did as he told. Hey, I'm going to make just a quick few short points out of this story today. But I want to ask you this question. Are you in some kind of battle in your life? Do you have some kind of battle going on in your life? I imagine if you were honest with yourself, the answer is yes, because as we go through life, we all have battles of different kinds at different times. Maybe it's a battle in your mind, in your thought life. Maybe there's uh, tormenting thoughts attacking you over and over and over again. Maybe you have a battle of health in your body. Maybe you have battles in your finances. Maybe you have battles in relationships with your family members, with your mom and your dad or your siblings or, or extended family. Maybe you've got battles in your relationships. We've all got battles somewhere at some kind, at some time in our life. And what do we do when we have those battles? How do we fight those battles? What does it look like? How do we overcome them? Well, we're going to look at that today. We're going to look in this story here and see what God did. So the first thing, I want to show you just two things here in this first passage of scripture. It says that Joshua in verse 14, he sees, or in verse 13, he sees um, this guy standing there with a sword in his hand. And Joshua goes and says, hey man, who are you? Like, are you, are you my friend? Are you my enemy? Are you for us? Are you against us? And isn't it interesting in life how we're always trying to determine what side somebody's on. What side of this are you on? What side of this situation are you on? What side of this scenario are you on? What side of the virus are you on? What side of all these different issues are you on? Where do you stand? Are you for me or are you against me? Because I need to know how to relate to you. That's what Joshua was asking. And the guy says, neither one. I'm not for you and I'm not against you. He says, I'm the commander of the Lord's army. 
And right away, Joshua falls to his, falls to his face on the ground. He says, I'm at your command. He says, what do you want your servant to do? The commander of the Lord said, take off your sandals because you're standing on holy ground. I want to show you two things out of here. First of all, in any battle that you're fighting, in any situation that you find yourself in, the first thing to do is to get on God's side. Don't expect God to get on your side. Don't you come up with a point of view. Don't, come, don't you come up with your own stand and then say, God this, is, God, this is our point of view, okay? God, this is what we believe, so you come on, get over here. What you need to do, just like happened right here, is you find out what God's point of view is. You find out where God stands on an issue, and you jump on that side. When you find out where God's at, you go and join God. You don't expect God to come and join you. Do you hear what I'm saying? Get on God's side. And here's what I want to show you about God's side. God's side is holy ground. Joshua said, what do you want me to do? And the first thing that God says is, I want you to take your shoes off because you're standing on holy ground. God's side is holy ground. There's no corruption. There's no filth. There's no disorder on God's side. God's side is holy, consecrated, set apart. That's what holy means, consecrated and set apart. God's ground is holy. Get yourself on holy ground. Get yourself on God's side. Don't get God. Don't try and get God to get on your side and then get mad at him because he won't get on your side because your side isn't holy like it should be. You Get yourself on God's side. You get yourself on holy ground. I don't know what your life looks like. I don't know what you do behind closed doors when you think nobody else is watching you. But what you need to do when you're in a battle in your life, when you're dealing with situations, when you're going up against things that are bigger than you, get on God's side. And God's side is holy ground. Take your sandals off your feet because you're standing on holy ground. This reminds me of when Moses met God. When the bush was burning in Exodus chapter 3, and Moses goes over to go look at it, and what happens? God says, take your shoes off, take your sandals off. This is holy ground. Get on God's side. I want to tell somebody today, get on God's side. Don't expect God to get on your side. Don't expect God to come find out what your belief is and what your personal point of view about a situation is. Get on God's side. And what, that applies to, to anything. It applies to anything in your life. Get on God's side. And God's side is holy ground. Get yourself on holy ground. Open your ears, open your eyes, and listen to what the voice of God is saying to you about life. Listen to what God is saying to you about your circumstances and your situations. Press in. When you're in that holy ground place, press in and listen to what he's saying. Because that's where you're going to find the direction, the clarity, the insight, the revelation. All the things that you need to move forward in your battle are right there in that place. Amen? Going on, chapter 6, verse 1. It says, now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites because they just crossed that river in a miraculous fashion. I mean, if you watch somebody cross the river and the river just spread apart for them and you watch them walk across that thing, you would pay attention to them as well. So it says here the people were terrified of them. And no one was allowed to go in or out of the city of Jericho. But the Lord said to Joshua, see, I want to remind you, that when you have holy ground moments, we talked about this when we talked about Moses meeting God. When you have holy ground moments, there is direction that is revealed to you in the presence of God. Listen, you have a question. You don't understand what's going on in your life. You're not sure how you're supposed to handle something. I want to encourage you today. You cannot get away from this fundamental truth. 
You've got to spend time in God's presence. And I, I, I want to take away a stigma, and I want to try and help shed some light on something. You know, maybe you're watching this and you say, Preacher, I don't have the time to read my Bible an hour a day. I, I got a job. I got kids. I got to go to school. What, whatever you got going on in your life, I want to remind you of something. God isn't, God isn't sitting in heaven with a ledger book of how much time you spent in His presence. Of, well, you were only here for 3 minutes and 37 seconds yesterday. The day before, you were actually here 1 minute and 9 seconds. And the day before that, you actually spent 34 minutes. God is interested not in ledgers and checks and balances. God is interested in relationship. And just like you have relationship with all sorts of other people in your life, that's what God's looking for with you. God's looking for you to come into His presence and spend time there periodically, over and over and over again, just like you would with your brother, your sister, your friends, your spouse, your family. God is looking for you to be in relationship with Him. And when you go into those places, when you spend time in His presence, you will find that all the answers that you need, the direction that you desire, the clarity that you need so badly to help you walk through the problems and the battles of your life are found right there in His presence. And we see this in chapter 6. It says in verse 2, the Lord says to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king and all of its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. And on the seventh day, you're going to march around the town seven times with the priest blowing the horns. And when you hear the priest give one long blast on the ram's horns, have all the people shout as loud as they can. Then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. Can I just tell you something right off the bat? Looking at this account right here, looking at the direction that God is giving Joshua, it is not a typical uh, strategic warfare move. It's not typical to go and attack a city by marching around it and then blowing horns and watching the wall fall. I, I want to remind you that when God moves in your life, that when God works in your life, it's not always going to look the way that you think it should look. It's not always going to be what you've seen in the past. It's not going to always line up with your logical processing mind and you say, mm, this is the way it should happen. And if I was doing it, I would do it this way. And I would take this step and this step and this step, which would get me to my end End result, that's not the way God works sometimes. In fact, the way that God works sometimes looks completely uh, foolish to outside people who don't know this is coming from God. It looks crazy sometimes. Here's what I want you to do, guys. Here's okay. We got a battle we got to fight. It's got a big wall around it. There's a big wall around somebody's heart. There's a big wall around somebody's finances. There's a big wall. There's big, big things keeping us up. There's chains there. What are we going to do? How are we going to get around? I know what we're going to do. Here's what I want you to do. Are you listening? I want you to walk around this city once a day for six days. And then on the seventh day, are you, are you writing this down? Getting this? On the seventh day, you're going to walk around it seven times. And at the end of the seventh time, you're going to all shout and the wall's going to fall down. That doesn't look anything like you think how God would move in your life. But I want to remind you, God does not move and God does not work the way that you think or the way that you think should happen, the way that your mind processes it or the way that you've seen it happen before. God works in miraculous ways in your life so that you can look back and say, that was God. There was no way that was me. That wasn't my aunt. That wasn't my uncle. That wasn't my husband or wife or my kids. It wasn't anybody else but God. Because look at that. God works in miraculous ways and you've got to be okay with that.
Going on here, God's given Joshua the instructions. And Joshua, in verse 6, calls everybody together. He says, this is what we're going to do. This is what God said. We're going to take the city, and in fact, we're going to march around it once a day for six days. And on the seventh day, guys, we're going to march around seven times. At the end of the seventh time, we're going to all shout, and that wall is going to come down. That's how we're going to get through that wall. And when that wall comes down, then we're going to go in and fight. Can't you just imagine the looks on some of these guys' face? These are warriors. These are guys that are here prepared to take the city. This is what we've come into the promised land for. This is what God said he's given us and now let's go fight it and what God is saying is he wants us to walk around and then shout and on the seventh day doesn't make any sense so we see that in verse 10 Joshua adds something here he says in verse 10 do not shout do not even talk not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout and then shout. Now, why do you think that God, that Joshua added on that little disclaimer to what God had said? Why do you think Joshua told everybody to not even say a word? We're going to march around. I don't want any of you talking. I want everybody to zip it, be quiet until I say to shout. And when I say to shout, then we're going to shout. I think Joshua told them to be quiet because of this. I think a lot of times, if you're not careful, when God speaks to you about how He is going to move in your life, when God speaks to you about the direction and the plans that He's got for you, and He says, I want you to do this this way. If we're not careful, we begin to talk too much. We begin to say too much. And we begin to talk ourselves out of obeying the voice of God. Well, that couldn't really be. This is so crazy. That couldn't have been God. This doesn't make any sense. God would never ask me to do that. God would never ask me to act this way. God would never ask me to give this. God would never ask me to go there. That could not have been God. Listen, I I'm built to do this. These soldiers standing around, they could have been fussing and complaining. Like, this is nuts, man. I'm a soldier. Look at, look at these muscles. Look at my sword. Look at my shield. I want to go fight something. I want to go. Let's just, let's just not march around this. And for seven days, seven days, we've got to march around here? No, guys. Let's, let's just go. We'll go on our own. We'll go. The six of us, we can go. We're sneaking this back door. What happens? If you're not careful, you will begin to talk yourself out of God's blessing, out of God's victory in your life. So Joshua said, nobody say a word. Nobody say a word. It wasn't one day. It wasn't two days. It wasn't three days. It wasn't four days. It wasn't even five or six days. It was seven days they had to walk around this. So Joshua knew enough to say, listen to me. You guys close your mouth. You guys be quiet because I don't want anybody ruining this. I don't want anybody talking somebody or themselves out of what God is wanting to do. This is what God has said. This is how God said he's going to bring victory in our lives. So let's zip our lips. Let's be quiet and let's God Let's watch God move in our life. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 says this. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. Your words have power. Your words have weight to them. You need to be careful about the words that you let come out of your mouth. Some of y'all need to, to zip your lips. Some of you all need to do what Joshua said right here. Not a single word. Don't shout. Not even talk. Not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout. Some of us need to zip our lips because God has given us direction. God has given us plans. God has given us ways that we are supposed to walk out things in our life so that He can miraculously bring down walls. And if you're not careful, you'll begin to flap your gums and talk. And you'll just end up talking yourself right out of whatever God is trying to do. 
Maybe you're watching this right now. And you're listening to the words of my voice. And God is saying to you, I have given you plans. I've given you direction. I've told you what I want you to do and how I want you to do it. But you are spending all your time talking about why you don't think it will work, how you don't think it will work. And in fact, you're talking to me about what you think you would do if you were in my position. And God is saying to whoever this is for right now that you need to be quiet. You need to close your mouth and you need to trust in me and watch me work on your behalf because I'm about to come through in a miraculous, mighty way on your behalf if you will just be quiet and have faith and hope and trust in me. Amen. Let's close our mouths. Let's watch God move. Let's get ourselves on holy ground. Let's get on God's side. Let's not expect God to get on our side. Let's get on God's side. Let's get on holy ground that is sacred and set apart. And let's remove those things from our life that bring separation between us and God. Let's get on that holy ground. Let's let him speak to us and reveal that direction like he did in verse 2 of chapter 6. He said, this is how we're going to do this. You've got battles in your life. You've got things you're going through. You've got things you're dealing with. Get into the presence of God and let him begin to speak to you and talk to you about how he wants to help you move through this. And when you find yourself walking through, don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. The Bible says, don't grow weary in doing good for in due season you will reap if you don't faint, if you don't quit, if you don't stop. Keep your trust in God. Keep moving through the circumstance. Keep trusting in God. Watch him move because he's about to bring those walls down that you're dealing with. He's about to remove those chains. He's about to make those walls fall straight down so that you can go in and have the victory that he has called you to have. Joshua says, don't shout. Don't even talk. Not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout, then to shout. So verse 11 goes on, they began to go and they began to walk around the city one day, two days, three days, four days walking around the city in the desert heat. It's hot. They're sweaty. Nobody's allowed talking in deathly silence. Can you imagine? Just picture this. You're in the desert. A massive armies walking around this city. There's the Ark of the Covenant and there's priests with horns and nobody saying a word. I imagine those people in the city of Jericho were standing up on the walls, looking down, making fun of them, teasing them, laughing at them, and nobody could answer back. And they're walking five days, six days, and then the seventh day they get up and they go around. And they go around again. And they go around again. And again, and again, and again, and again. At the end of that seventh time, those horns, those priests and their horns, they begin to like, they start blowing their horns. And when they blow their horns, in verse 16, it says this, the seventh time around, um, seventh time around, as the priest sounded the long blast on their horns, Joshua commanded the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the town. And in verse 20, it says, when the people heard the sound of the ram's horn, they shouted as loud as they could. And suddenly the walls of Jericho collapsed and the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. When they heard the sound of the ram's horns, they shouted as loud as they could, and suddenly the walls of Jericho collapsed. I want to tell you today, I want to show you, I want to remind you that you've got to do what God says. 
when he says it, and how he says it. And if you will obey the Spirit of God when he speaks to you, you will have a suddenly breakthrough in your life. Maybe you've got walls built up all around you. Maybe your spouse has walls built up all around them. Maybe siblings have separated. Maybe there's things in your finances. Maybe there's things in your body. Maybe you got chains hanging all off of these things, all different parts of your life. I want to tell you today that when you go a battle in your life, and you go and you get on God's side and you get into His presence and you keep your mouth shut when God gives you direction and then you do what He says when He says to do when He says, hey, I want you to go over here. Hey, I want you to go this way. I want you to go give this person this. I want you to go and do this for that person. I want you to let go of this. I want you to walk in this. When you do what God says, when He says it, the way He says it, you'll have a suddenly breakthrough in your life. And it may take, listen, these guys had to go out there and march around for seven days over and over and over again. We can't expect God to be on our timetable. There's things that have to happen. There's things that have to happen inside of you. Maybe there's things that have to happen inside of the people that you're dealing with this situation with. But people's hearts have to be made right and God has to work. And so you've got to to walk through this process allowing God to work in you. So don't get weary in the walking. Don't get weary in the waiting. God is still at work. And when you trust in Him and you keep your mouth shut and you don't talk yourself out of your victory, when you don't talk yourself out of believing what God has said to you, you will have a suddenly breakthrough in your life. Keep on walking. Keep that mouth closed. Keep it shut and watch and see what He will do. Remember when God said, shout to the children of Israel, and they shouted, and the walls fell down after they were silent for all this time obeying God. I want to tell you today that you can go through your life's battles, and you can obey what God has told you to do. You can go where God has called you to go. You can be who He's called you to be, and you can do the things that He's called you to do. Keep your mouth shut, and when He calls you to do them, step out into those things and do exactly what He says exactly how he says it, exactly when he says it, and you will see those walls suddenly fall in your life, and you will have a miraculous story about God bringing breakthrough into your life. It won't just be somebody else's story. It won't be like, hey, let's talk about Joshua and the battle of Jericho. Your life's testimony will become, let me tell you what God has done in my life. I remember when God worked in my life. We can talk about Joshua. We can talk about Noah. We can talk about Moses. We can talk about David. We can talk about all these different people in the Bible. But what we really want to begin to talk about is remembering when God moved in your life. Your testimony has power. Your testimony breaks other people free because they say to themselves, listen, man, if God did this in that person's life, then he can do it in mine. Get yourself on God's side. Get on God's side. Get on holy ground. Receive direction and clarity and wisdom. Begin to walk out the direction that He gives you. So many of us stop with the direction and we begin to walk it out. But then it gets too hard. We begin to talk ourselves out of it. And we never get to see that suddenly moment of the walls coming down because between the direction part and the walls suddenly dropping, we've talked ourselves out of it. God wants to take you from A to Z all the way through. Don't talk yourself out of your victory. Don't talk yourself out of your miracle. 
Have faith and trust in Jesus. Watch Him move in your life. I want to pray for you today. Father, I thank you right now for your spirit that always brings truth, that always brings life and always brings healing. Father, I ask right now that if there are people that are watching this who have talked themselves out of believing your words, who have talked themselves out of believing the direction and the plans that you've given them. Father, I ask right now that you show those people, that you reveal to them how they've done that and help us to rearrange our lives and to, to make those things right again so that we can begin to walk in your gifts and your plans and your purposes. Father, I thank you that all across, wherever this video is being watched, that walls and chains are breaking off as we walk and follow your voice, as we get onto holy ground and we obey and do the things that you've called us to do. Father, we love you. We worship you. We thank you for all you're doing and all you continue to do. Thank you that your word says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I declare freedom over every person watching this right now in the name of Jesus. We all said, amen. Hey, I just want to do one more thing. If you're watching this today and you're saying, I need that God that you're talking about. I've got walls built up all around me. I've got problems. I've got battles that I'm walking through. And I need that God that you're talking about that can help me go from A to Z, that can help me get through it. I need that in my life. Then I want to pray with you today to accept Jesus in your life because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way that we get through all these battles. So if that's you, I want to pray with you right now and just pray with you to accept Jesus into your life. Just repeat this after me. Father, I come to you right now and I thank you that you sent your son to die on the cross for me. I believe in my heart and I say with my mouth that he rose from the dead three days later, that he made me victorious, that he washed me clean and made me new in his eyes. Father, I thank you that I'm part of your family right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time, we would love for you to send us an email so that we can walk you through that and give you some next steps to take so you know what you're doing and, and what it looks like for you. We think it's so exciting that you're part of the kingdom of God and part of the family of Jesus Christ. And we just want to say hey to you. Uh, also, don't forget next Sunday, 10.30 a.m., drive-in service. Two tickets, vehicle ticket or in-person ticket. We can't wait to see you. Tickets will be available at 3 o'clock this coming Tuesday. And we will be meeting on Sunday, 10.30 a.m., right here at Hope City Church headquarters. We love you. Can't wait to see you. See you soon.